All right, welcome to the first episode of the Afterthrow podcast, hosted by Ty Hampton and Dalton Rasmussen. Welcome on, Ty. Let's do it. All right, so basically, we come up with this podcast. We're two really good friends. We're pretty close. We both go to Oregon, and you know, we just decided, you know what, we did this one podcast with Scott, so we're just gonna yep. BS it and just came. We came up with this idea of called the Afterthrow podcast. We had so much fun with Scott, and uh, we uh, we wanted to be able to do it more often. And yeah, that's why we're starting this, and uh, we're super excited to start it. So yeah, yeah. So the idea for this was basically to just bring up things beside the throw um besides just throwing javelin because that's what we do but also things around the aspect so like training psychology uh what's it like day in the life just stuff like that Mm -hmm. anything we want strength just how we eat how we prepare for track meets and um yeah so ty how did you get into javelin um yeah so if i start off right there i mean i found javelin back in high school so my early grew up in north bend yeah, I grew up in North Bend, so it's a small town on the coast. People usually recognize it from uh, Coos Bay. So I live in Oregon, South Coast, Oregon. And yeah, I found Javelin through a through a middle school coach. Um, seventh and eighth grade, I met, yeah, I met him, yeah, I met him seventh grade. And I did track before then, I like ran a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I met him seventh grade. And I remember throwing like the turbo jab thing. Everyone and, does that. Yep, everyone mm-hmm. does that. Yeah, it was... I think it was so hard to throw. Like now I could I can't throw one of those things yeah. out all the same. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I met him. He was went to Oregon back in two thousand one. He was mm-hmm. a good thrower. John Stigler, that's his name. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he got me in a job when he liked what I was throwing and yeah, he just yeah. said, You should try it and I did. I threw the eight hundred gram javelin in like eighth grade summer, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and I was kind of hooked then, and I was also yeah. doing baseball and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how both you and I have coaches from high school who both went to Oregon. I mean, I think that's you know, and then we both ended up here, Oregon. Yeah, it's kinda funny, kind of funny, honestly. Yeah. It is kind of crazy how that worked out. And yeah, um, yeah I grew up in Roseburg, Oregon. Um, I, you know, I was doing all sorts of sports in high, you know, elementary school, and I grew up in you know a family who always you know we were always super into into sports and i eventually did track in middle school um really enjoyed it and i found the turbo javelin just like you um had a lot of fun with that and uh i don't know i made a lot of really good friends and overall had a great experience with track it taught me a lot of things and i wanted to keep doing it um i knew that my high school kind of had like uh you know kind of a history of like javelin um and you know Patty Kearney, Stephanie Hutchins were my coaches and Tanya Brewer and you know everyone everyone there was kind of you could tell like when you were there that they were really focused on you and that they wanted to make you better so um that's kind of like I guess what really made me fall in love with Javelin it's like you go there they're trying to make you better you try to get better every single day and it was just like I don't know Javelin just became a part of my life at that point yeah and I guess I'll go on to that so how he found Javelin, he got he got experience with those amazing coaches, and mm-hmm. it worked out great for him because he also had a community. Yeah. So mine was just kind of like the one on one because there mm-hmm. was really I wouldn't say there was a community, but I did know two people also through Javelin too. So mm-hmm. besides John Stigler, which was my middle school coach, that also worked with me through high school, along with my high school to- coach too. He went to uh, Washington and he threw he threw as well, mm-hmm. and yeah, I wanted to go into javelin because i realized that for me an individual sport where i'd train and work towards something mm-hmm. and it was a very simple task like yeah. at the end of the day we're like we're throwing a stick so yeah. you it just so like that's all you do that. and 
yeah. it's it's fun. I you just have this one task you got to train and mm -hmm. any which way you do that you got to throw far yeah and you try to when you go into practice you have one maybe one main goal in mind and you try not to screw up the things you learned the day before yeah, the week exactly. before you want to like you're thinking about this one thing during the throw and then you want to keep all the same good habits you had beforehand without you know messing something else up in the process which is i think one of the most addicting parts of javelin it's like the mindset game is like yeah. a part of the training well, not only that because i mean obviously everyone's sports you have their like dedicated goal and you do that but i mean i think with individual sports there's something to mm -hmm. just putting everything on yourself like yeah. i like that aspect of where if you don't perform, it's it's on you. You it can't blame your you. coaches. It's mm -hmm. it's up to you at the end of the day. And like mm -hmm. a team sports, everything's so gray. It's back and forth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess I just like the challenge of throwing. Not only that, but hitting a perfect javelin yeah. is so satisfying. Yeah, it is. Having a throw where you run into it full force and you just throw it just mm -hmm. a massive throw. And it comes out perfect. And it's easy. Like it's yeah. easy on your body. Yeah. It is so satisfying. It, similar in... And like where other people like sports, like maybe baseball where it's like you're hitting a baseball bat, you know, and that's super satisfying. Like, I, I don't know. something. Everyone has their own niche. Something about performing well in a sport that really just, I don't know, it's super satisfying. And uh, yeah, so what are some, some of the accomplishments you had in high school just to give people an idea of, you know, what, what you did and you know, how well you did in high school? Yeah, so I would say basically I okay, so I'll just start off and go year by year. So freshman year I threw like I remember an opener throwing like one sixty nine. So mm -hmm. but you gotta remember too. Which is really amazing for a freshman. I'm gonna be honest, that's a, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's unbelievable. But, well, okay. I'm not gonna give myself all uh, give myself all that credit because I did have I was working with uh, mm -hmm. John Segal, all and the you way did through. have a little bit of experience in middle school with the javelin. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, so you so, kind of had the idea. Yeah, so through eighth grade, I threw uh, in the summer, and I threw the eight hundred gram. I uh, I think it was like one forty something like that. Yeah, one forty three. Yeah, and even then, but I I've always just kind of had like an arm just. Like that was me freshman mm -hmm. year arming it. So yeah, and I, I was always the type of kid to like pick up a rock or like a stick. Oh yeah. I threw kid. all the time. Yeah. I love throwing. Yeah, I, was I that think that's like a common thing once Jalen throws just like you just have the natural I just reflex love to throw things. It's so fun. Yeah. Something about yeah. You just, just like pick up a rock on the beach and like just throw it out, see how far you can go. It's just like a part of you. I don't know. It's weird. And but and like then you try things like you run into it and throw it. Well, but okay. Yeah, yeah. A little off tangent, but yeah. Competitive, super competitive. Yeah, so I finished off that freshman year with 173, 173-something. I can't remember the exact mark. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that closed up my freshman year. I didn't go – I got, like, third at districts. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even go to state, actually, that year. I missed mm -hmm. the mark by, I think, half a foot. Oh, my God. And I, the auto qualifier was – I think it was – I think I missed – I think – yeah, I missed the auto qualifier by half mark because if you take third at districts – um, there was no wild cards in 4A, yeah. so I didn't go. Mm. So besides that point, so yeah. sophomore, I make a big year. I learn how to run. I mm -hmm. become part of NSAF, which yeah. is like a project javelin goal. And, and that's like a huge. That's become a huge part of you as as a javelin thrower for sure. Huge thing. Yeah. It, just the knowledge of knowing what to do and how to train is mm -hmm. can send an athlete down a great path. Yeah. So for me, that was. I remember Duncan Atwood literally tell me, "It's like you're slow. 
And <laughs> yeah, like, like Duncan Howe was he, the type of he character. He tells you exactly how it is. He tells you exactly how it is. He tells yeah. you if you're bad or good. Yeah. And he's just going to let you know. And yeah. You need to get better. And if you don't want to accept that mm-hmm. information that it gives you, then it's up to you to do with that what you will. Yeah. And if you got an ego talking to Duncan, he'll put you in your place too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you think you're I, hot shit. Because I remember not. telling him, I was like, yeah, you're slow. You might be tall and big, this big guy, but you're just like too mm-hmm. slow. You're not going to throw far. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you're, you're, he's you're got a right. point. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's got a point. Yeah. And so, yeah, I went back home and I did crossovers and I got faster. I learned mm-hmm. how to run. I didn't really weight lift or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how. Yeah. I wasn't strong and I still wouldn't say I'm yeah. much developer strength. But mm-hmm. besides the point, I yeah, just. Yeah, I think you realized even just going to that camp or getting invited to it that there's like a huge community in Javelin that, oh, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people that really care about it and maybe, uh, you know, like, hey, this is worth sticking to. So. Yeah. So yeah, after learning how to run and like learn that javelin isn't just about having a strong arm mm-hmm. and just arming it and muscling yeah. it. It's like speed and rhythm and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I learned how to run and I ended up finishing the season at 208. And that is where I won a state title with that mark. Yeah. And I also went to New Balance Nationals. Yeah. And for those aware, that's over in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And it's put on by the NSAF. And I took. It's ba- it's basically high school nationals is what it is. Yeah. And I took fourth at that meet and I feel like two oh seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. That was my sophomore year. Junior year was an interesting year for me. So after throwing that marks and kind of getting recognized by the Javan community mm-hmm. for high school, I ended up injuring myself in, good. <laughs> in the second meet. Yeah, not good. I was yeah. having a good I was having a pretty good training session and I was feeling good in the season. I started to consistently throw my PR in practice, yeah, and that was something I never expected before. And I guess the focus for that year was just maybe developing my strength a little bit more and adjusting some of my techniques. Like mm-hmm. when I threw sophomore year, I just, I literally just sprinted down the runway and I yeah. just let go of it. I, mm-hmm. I had no form. I just sprinted down the runway. My left leg was bent. My yeah. back right leg was completely straight, and yeah. I just armed it that's yep. all i did hauled ass <laughs> i literally just hauled ass there's a there's videos of me where I, okay my 207 that i had at new balance mm-hmm. that throw i'm was probably the fastest i've ever ran and i just yeah. sprint down the runway and i hit a block but i missed the throw uh, but that's besides the point you can catch yeah. a lucky throw just sprinting down the runway and yeah. you just catch a block it happens that's one thing we're learning right now that speed is king speed is king yep so. you can have okay positions but if someone's faster than you you're going to get your ass whooped mm-hmm. to that kid. Absolutely. So then you got through that injury and then you started training and you got into senior year and, and how'd that go for you? Yeah. So after the injury, when I, um, so for reference, the injury that I had was I popped my ulnar nerve out of place. And so the pain that I was feeling, it was just my nerve rubbing back and forth between the grooves in which I'm not a doctor. I don't know how yeah. exactly how it works, but there's like a groove yeah. where your nerve fits and like your funny bone. That's what I'm talking and about. And you were partially d- misdiagnosed and we can get into that at some point. Yeah, we'll get after that. that later. But anyways, yeah, I had surgery in October of 2018 Go, and this was my senior year. Mm-hmm. And Started working back into training a little bit after yep. that. Once yeah. And around this time, I was like fully recovered in January, but even then I wasn't throwing hard. And then, yeah, yeah senior year after two meets i get comfortable and i break out and i throw like 216 and mm-hmm. meet and that You're was like, like thank god yeah oh yeah it was it was it was more Huge of a men- confidence it, boost yeah it was a more of a confidence thing because mm-hmm. i just remember having a conversation with one particular individual and it was just like a a realization that it's not just 
a physical thing and mm-hmm. even though you may be ready it's partly mental yeah so. especially with injuries it's not just that yeah it's, oh it's not just it, the physical part for sure it fucked with my head i'll say exactly. it definitely fucked my head junior year, i yeah. was in a place i don't so. want to hear that pop again on a track oh my god know? that and i can i just that memory is just burned into my yeah. brain like mm-hmm. that feeling and sound mm-hmm. and that exact moment oh traumatizing oh traumatizing <laughs> for sure so senior year i keep training and i throw uh i end up finishing the season with a state title i didn't uh 213 i threw that meet and i ended mm-hmm. up throwing my pr was at new balance nationals yep. and i threw 22 11 yeah national champion yeah that 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 felt pretty Amazing. great not gonna lie i was yeah. i was pretty stoked about that that yeah. feeling it was it's definitely surreal yeah that's amazing well me in high school um i think the biggest thing that i took away or that like kind of like got me super into javelin was when i was a freshman um i made the varsity squad that was probably the biggest part um and then going to i went to usa track and field nationals which is different than new balance nationals um and i was an all-american which was insane i took like what seventh place or something like that um and we went to sacramento uh i met a lot of actually really, really wait a minute cool i was there, there. Yeah. i was there yeah yeah um, you beat me yeah i beat you, really. you swear to god yeah oh, I, I remember crazy. throwing trash yeah. there i remember seeing you yeah, yeah it was really it was a really fun track meet um and seeing you know roman mitchell throw over 200 feet yeah i was yeah. just like how in the heck like i was baffled i was like this is what real javelin throws look like and and then uh yeah i went into sophomore year through 169 um kind of just yeah had great coaches improved um was getting better and stronger and everything and i uh, went to state um and then yeah i took seventh place at state as a sophomore and then junior year i threw 180 something i took uh third and then my senior year i threw two uh, 195 and i took third at state i lost to uh <laughs> oh nice yeah. by a centimeter which is wait crazy. didn't did sawyer win that meet sawyer won that one. Yep. Oh yeah that's right i he forgot threw, about that kid yeah our, the top three javelin throwers were like within like five feet of each other which was crazy but yeah. um but yeah eric i mean eric he his high school meet that was like super our teammate eric his high school competition for state was like Everyone was over 200 feet almost. And, and for reference, uh, Pennsylvania, a lot of javelin throwers there yeah. throw over 200, and it's very it's common. Insane. So, yeah, he came from a really competitive uh, state, that's for sure. But yeah, and um, now we're here at Oregon. So um, it was kind of a crazy recruiting process for me. Yours was a little bit straight, more straightforward, but yeah, how about you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, yeah, for me, for recruiting, most kids usually they sign their junior, they at least have their schools picked out or lined mm-hmm. up so oh, i had nothing junior year i had nothing well i mean <laughs> yeah i was thinking community college at that point okay <laughs> but besides that point yeah i i mean after i threw sophomore year there definitely was coaches looking at me and mm-hmm. junior year, i didn't really have an idea yet or decide yeah because usually they wait until after your season or during your season yeah so when coaches saw that i didn't have a mark and they it was like, just oh, no. they're like oh well, this kid why isn't ty maps. posting on his instagram yeah exactly right now. why is nothing happening yeah what happened to this kid so mm-hmm. basically i fell off the map of the earth off coaches i felt the same i, I was like where's ty i was thinking the same thing because i'd seen you at state it, i was it like was, where's ty dude, it was random i had like random people messaging me like oh yeah. what happened like is there something up with you and i just remember mm-hmm. junior just not responding to anyone i don't yeah. think i talked to anyone yeah zero people 
yeah, yeah it was kind of that was just besides the point mm-hmm. so after that yeah going into my senior year i'm still injured and i remember going to a camp and seeing eric Witsit, which is a throws coach at oregon right now and well our coach yeah. And I remember him going up and talking to me. And at the time, I just remember seeing him like just online. Didn't really mm-hmm. think anything of it. No offense to him. But yeah, I just shook his hand, like small talk. Nice to meet you. Stuff like that. You know, just like basic, mm-hmm. basic college recruitment. It's just yeah. stuff like that. And I remember him saying, hey, you can come to Oregon. We'll take you on a visit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I went on a visit in January and with Eric Lyon or around that time. I can't remember if it was January or February. Yeah. But yeah, went on a visit, liked the school, um, found out that uh, his coaching wasn't responsible for the Sam Krauser incident. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't go to Oregon because yeah. they think that Witsit was responsible for the Krauser thing. But yeah, if anything, we can talk about that at some yeah, point. But, but yeah, that's besides the point. Eric is, is doing a great job at Oregon with us. Yeah, we really, so we really appreciate Eric a lot. And I went because I figured I would. I figured that was a school that I would throw far. And plus, I mean, there's other reasons, like financial reasons mm-hmm. besides two. And there's nothing wrong with being and going to yeah, in-state, and too. We're in-state, so it's going to be a lot more affordable for us compared to, you know, Eric Lyon, who's coming from yeah. Pennsylvania. And, well, plus yeah. with that, too, uh, not just like the financial cost, but other things like your family's close and you yeah. have friends here and, and stuff like that. And we've had state competitions yeah. at Hayward Field. Yeah, so we know what it feels like mm-hmm. to be there, too. And it's just mm-hmm. like home turf advantage and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I could progress here the most, so yeah. I decided to come here to join the team. Yeah, yeah and I went to Concordia University um, for a year. Competed, I threw 67 meters, and I went to nationals, won conference, did really well, and then I was like, all right, let's get out. And um, so that was kind of like my plan the whole time to go to Division One at some point. I didn't know it was going to come out that fast, but um, yeah, I kind of went in the transfer portal, and that's what that's what got the attention of Oregon um, and a couple other schools. Um, and it was kind of like a dream come true, really. Uh, uh, you know, I worked with my my coaches from high school to narrow down the schools, and Oregon was one of them. I had a lot of phone calls with mentors, and um, I ended up choosing Oregon uh, after I'd called you actually. I called you on the phone. I was like, hey, Ty, Wait, what's up? how did you... Wasn't it from Duncan? Did Duncan give you your number? So, yeah, I was My driving. Yeah. yeah, so I was actually... So I went to Oregon on a visit, and the same day, I flew to Nebraska, and then oh. I stayed there. I came back. The day I was coming back, driving home from Portland, uh, I called Duncan, talked to him the whole way, um, and he wanted me to talk to you. So I DM'd you that same day, I think, and then we talked on the phone, and I was like, hey, man... I think we'd be pretty good together, you know. Damn. I'd really like to train with you, and I think Oregon's pretty cool. What I are think your... I talked to you for yeah. we talked over for an a hour. While. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Chilling in my backyard, we were talking, and damn. Well, I think that was like my first realization that we kind of had like a little bit of chemistry. Like you know, we could easily talk to each other, and that was really nice. Yeah, and um, we both had high goals, I guess, and we both wanted to compete at the highest level. So I think. Um, that kind of sealed the deal for me. You know, you were like, hey, it, you know, this coach is really good. You know, um, we both talked about like kind of the pros and cons, I guess. Um, both that, that we've competed at state together and all well, this Because we saw each other around. Yeah, and we knew who yeah. we, we followed each other on Instagram. For reference, Dalton is a year ahead of me in school. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where we see that he went to the community college before I did because... Concordia. Concordia. D2. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. Okay. 
but, but was that, yeah, yeah, they had good coaches there, yeah. but yeah. Really awesome coach there. I had a great experience at Concordia. But um, yeah, I got off the phone with Ty and I was like, all right, I'm going to wait. I'm going to sleep, you know, take a night to, to think about it. And then I made my decision the next day and then we started getting, started, uh, you know, getting the ball rolling. Now we're here. So we've trained a year together because we had the COVID year. And uh, here we are. We're making be, this podcast for fun yeah, now. Now we're making a podcast together. So it's super... I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. So to close it off, basically, we just want to, we're doing this podcast for fun. We want to mm-hmm. see what we can do with it. We're not really taking it too seriously. Yeah. And who knows? We really enjoyed the one with Scott. And um, yeah, so that's kind of like the, the whole basis of it. We want to get, you know, people's uh, advice from for advice from other throwers and other athletes in the sport. And um, yeah, we're really excited. All right, so we'll be closing off and hope to see you sometime soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.